News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now let's bring in Owner Bryn, uh, Sinn Féin's spokesperson for housing. Uh, Owen, we asked you to come on and talk about uh, modular housing. We will get to that in a second. But just can I get your reaction to this news about cabinet divisions uh, over um, the potential changes to accommodation uh, for refugees fleeing the war in Ukraine? What's your take on it? Sure, Shane. Good morning. Well, I'm not surprised uh, at all. We've been saying for quite some time that there wasn't a coherent joined up approach uh, across a number of government departments, particularly in relation to the provision of temporary accommodation for people fleeing the war in Ukraine. Uh, I'd written to Darrell O'Brien well over a year ago to say that his department needed to become more involved in assisting Roderick O'Gorman in terms of the provision of temporary accommodation. We were told that there was going to be a significant number of vacant and disused uh, commercial or semi-commercial yeah, Sorry, Owen, I, I don't want to cut across you and I will give you a chance to answer. But we know that and I've heard you uh, outline that position very well in the past. Specifically, though, the division in Cabinet is about whether or not um, it, those services should be restricted, whether they should be time limited. Wh- where does Sinn Féin stand in relation to that? I think 90 days well, in, is, in, is, the, in, is the time limit being put on it. In, in the first instance, the, the really important point to mention is the government has no plan for the provision of good quality temporary accommodation. Uh, we've always said very, very clearly that it makes complete sense uh, for the provision of temporary accommodation to be separate to the mainstream housing system because the housing system is under so much pressure. So, of course, it would make no sense uh, to start saying to people after 90 days who are in temporary accommodation, you're now left to the uh, mercy of the private rental sector at a time when that private rental sector is under huge stress. So that doesn't make any sense either. So you're, with more, you're more with situation. Micheál Martin on this than with Roderick O'Gorman? N- no, because Micheál Martin is, is a centrepiece of the problem here. Government has had over a year to put in place a coherent plan to provide good quality temporary accommodation for people fleeing the war in Ukraine, and they have failed. And that was when Micheál Martin was Taoiseach as well as Taoiseach. Yeah. So I actually agree with Jack Horgan-Jones. I, I think this is more about the politics between those parties. But there's a bigger issue here, which is we need a coherent, credible, across-government plan to ensure as people arrive here fleeing war, they're able to access good quality temporary accommodation. And okay. I think the row that we're seeing now is a political row caused by government's failure to plan. Perhaps, perhaps. But you, you also heard the interview we did with Victoria. I mean, the, the Ukrainian woman, she was quite straight about this. She said that not everyone coming from Ukraine is fleeing from war. She, she talked to some people heading back to Ukraine for a few months here and there. Like, do we need to get a little bit more... Uh, I suppose a little bit tougher in relation to who we offer refugees uh, status to and for how long. So we need to deal in facts here uh, and therefore I think it's important that government to ultimately have the information, provide the Oireachtas with accurate information in terms of whether or not this is the case and to what extent Mm. it is the case. I think the information that Micheál Martin has put into the public domain, as rightly outlined by Jack Horgan-Jones, it doesn't give you the full picture. In fact, it suggests a far greater number of people are coming here not fleeing war than more than likely is the case. But absolutely, temporary protection is for people who are fleeing war, who are okay. impacted by Russia's unjustified war in Ukraine. And if government has accurate information... Uh, about this. They need to put it in the public domain and explain what their response is. Okay. Let, but none of that absolves them. But let me make this No, I, no I know. I, you, you, I think you've, had, you've already had a few things. I think you've, to, you've made your point about, yeah, about plan the plan. Here. Have a listen to what um, the Director General of Engineers Ireland, Damien Owens, had to say about a, a not an unrelated issue, the issue of modular housing. Modular method of construction means that a lot of the housing is built in a factory environment which costs increased quality 
reduce waste. And it's a very efficient way of building high volume capacity in houses. And really what this lends itself to is, you know, rolling out a higher construction rate of houses once the, the, the sites are in place. And I think, you know, everybody wants to do this, the, the government, the various county councils. And I think we, we should, you know, just get on with it and be ambitious and build more than I suppose we think we need at this point as the population increases. Okay, Damien Owens there of Engineers Ireland. Uh, do you agree, Owen? Do we, do we need to do better when it comes to modular housing? Uh, absolutely. And we've been calling for this uh, for very many years. It's important for your listeners to understand when we talk about new building technologies, we're not talking about prefabs. We're talking about really, really high quality, generally timber-based uh, construction products that meet all fire safety and all building control regulations and have the same lifespan as traditional build or steel or timber frame built. Governments have been talking about this since Simon Coveney was minister, then Owen Murphy and now Darrell O'Brien, and yet they have done virtually nothing to assist those companies in Ireland, public and private sector, who are are providing these... How would they be assisted? So what we need to see is government to say to industry, uh, we're going to invite those companies in who are providing these high-grade products to enter into what are called multi-annual framework agreements so they can start building their capacity in an output year on year. In our alternative budget this year and last year and the year before, we proposed five-year multi-annual framework agreements for companies providing you know, almost 100% off-site manufactured homes. I've seen this work in other jurisdictions. It's happening in London, it's happening in Scandinavia, it's happening in Poland and France. And where they operate at scale, they don't just create good quality jobs for people who are manufacturing these homes and installing them, but they're also able to provide those homes at a faster pace, at a lower price, and crucially, which a much lower embodied carbon, which obviously helps us meet our climate change targets. Ronan Lyons from Trinity College Dublin is speaking at the same conference today. He's saying that we need at least 55,000 new homes a year. We cannot go from the 30,000 new homes that were delivered last year up to 50,000 with traditional brick build or timber or steel frame alone. Mm. We have to embrace these new building technologies. And the crazy thing is we have the companies and technology here. What they need is the pipeline of work. They need those multi-annual framework agreements. And they need the certainty to know that particularly in terms of social and affordable homes, affordable homes for working people to rent or buy, the government is going to lead the way. The time for talking is long past. We now need government to act, put in place those framework agreements and get those homes on train in our alternative budget this year. I proposed a mechanism to have a very specific stream of homes uh, using these technologies to end homelessness, for example, of the over 55s, to dramatically reduce child and family homelessness. Let's get acting now. Let's stop talking about it. Owen, just before I let you go, I do need to ask you about a story that's in the Irish Independent. Sinn Féin voted against the European Parliament motion condemning the Hamas attack on Israel earlier this month. Uh, Why would Sinn Féin, and and I I accept this is outside your bailiwick, but why would one of your MEPs vote against this motion? First of all, Chris McManus uh, voted for the sections of the motion that condemned Hamas and its attack on Israeli citizens. But he didn't vote on the final motion because it didn't include an unequivocal call for a ceasefire. We need a ceasefire uh, in the Middle East. We need it now. Uh, it, it, did call we for, really it did call for a humanitarian pause to allow the delivery exactly. of aid and for Israel's and, response. And, and this is really problematic. To be, sorry, to be within example, international law, I should say. Sorry. The, the, the Irish government had a similar wording in the motion that they brought to the Dáil last week. We made it clear that we wanted that wording changed to include a full call for a ceasefire. The government did that and we supported the motion. The idea that you would pause 
uh, the slaughter of men, women and children in the most brutal fashion uh, to allow humanitarian aid in, only then to allow that slaughter to commence afterwards, right. makes no sense. We want to cease Some people would say uh, the idea of voting against a motion condemning Hamas's action uh, would make makes no sense. Well, there were a series of votes during the course of that motion. We voted clearly and explicitly to condemn Hamas and their attacks uh, on unjustified attacks on Israeli citizens, as we have said publicly here. But we absolutely need to see uh, uh, that ceasefire. And if our proposal for a call for a ceasefire had been included in that motion, we would have supported it. The real question is, why isn't the European Parliament calling for an immediate ceasefire? Almost 6,000 men, women and children in Palestine uh, and over 1,000 men, women and children in Israel uh, have been killed in the last two weeks. We need a ceasefire and we need it now. Oh, no, Brent, Sinn Féin spokesperson for housing. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast this morning. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk.